0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of VX Insight, a podcast designed to give you actionable commercial insights on what's going on around you in the financial markets. You'll have seen over the last few weeks that we've been really busy analysing and now starting to publish the key findings of our grey cost per trade exercise. And so in this episode, we're going to walk you through what those key findings are and how they can impact your trading life today. So to start off, why have we picked this theme? The cost per trade has been a bit of an old chestnut that's been around for years. We've spent the last 10 years after Lehman's trying our best to understand, to analyze it, and to produce it, driven by any number of factors, from MIFID all the way through to organizational efficiency and client growth. The Great Cost Per Trade campaign is designed to give you actionable insights into why, a cost per trade can be useful to an organisation, what purposes it serves, to be able to demonstrate how effectively we are tracking the cost per trade across different sectors of the industry, and as a result to be able to start to draw conclusions around how effective the decisions are that we're taking off the back of our cost per trade analytics that we're seeing today. The campaign's been run with the support of GBST, t Technologies, Jersey Company, the Network Forum and the Trade really forging together an industry-wide initiative that we hope will lead to substantial discussion and outcomes for you and for the industry. The data that we're going to run through today is based on an online survey that was distributed out in late February, early March 2020, drawing on feedback from over 5,000 financial services professionals in all regions, Asia, Europe, um, Africa, Middle East, North America, South America, And across all segments from the investor buy side all the way through to banks, brokers, exchanges um, and CSDs. So before we jump into the results, it's worth noting that the key findings slide deck with graphics on all of the conclusions I'm going to run through is available at thevalueexchange.co slash trade. So first question, why track a cost per trade? Now, the received wisdom is that over the last 10 years, the cost per trade has been generally a derivative or a necessity, but born out of myth. But actually, uh, that seems to be the smallest driver of all in terms of reasons why people are tracking a cost per trade. It's very important to the buy side. In fact, it's most important to the buy side. But actually, the key driver for tracking a cost per trade across the industry is internal management. So capacity planning, strategy, investment planning. That scores a 3.8 out of 5 on our scale in terms of uh, strength of reason why. But what for me is very striking is that very, very closely behind that is the need to be able to grow using a cost per trade statistic. So that can be using it to digest and analyze client profitability, trade profitability, even going as far as actually sharing cost per trade analytics with clients, which we're starting to see happen amongst the brokerage space especially. So one of the key conclusions already is that the cost per trade is not just a regulatory obligation. Done well unlocks many benefits, both internally and also with clients. In terms of driving and fueling profitable growth and as a result it's not surprising that the front office are the real consumers of this data in terms of people who see a cost per trade analytic as being most important CEOs and and front office traders are the ones who see a cost per trade analytic as being the most important of all across all of the organization middle office CFOs and compliance see it as important but not as important but very interestingly COOs across the spectrum of buy side and sell side see a cost per trade analytic as being the least important. 14% of all COOs don't see any value at all in tracking a cost per trade. So it's a really interesting range of views from CEO and front office all the way through to the back office with a diminishing amount of importance as we go from front to back. But the key point is that 71% of the industry do view a cost per trade as being important. The challenge really though is that 30% of the industry don't actually have any visibility on trade costs. CFOs and compliance departments lead the pack in terms of uh, 100% of them claiming to to be able to receive or access a cost per trade analytic today. But all of the other functions have large chunks where basically people just aren't accessing this data today. About 20% of CEOs, probably on a regional basis, aren't getting a consistent cost per trade analytic. About 15% of the front office, all the way through to about 50, 50% of the back office are not seeing cost per trade analytics today. So there's some very, very big gaps across the market. Aggregated out to about 30%. But if you think about the decisions that we're trying to actually support through a cross per trade analytic, there's an awful lot of parts of the organization that just aren't seeing this information today. Similarly, that happens on a regional basis as well. The buy side seem to have the biggest visibility of a cost per trade analytic, stretching all the way through brokers to banks who seem to have the worst visibility. And similarly, Asia Pac has the highest access to a cost per trade analytic, stretching all the way through to Europe as being the laggard here. Now, that for me is particularly striking given the MiFID heartland of Europe, but definitely a theme that we're going to be exploring more as we go into our full report. So essentially, 71% of the industry see it as important, 30% aren't getting a statistic. And that means that 30% of people aren't accessing the data that can unlock real growth in terms of client profitability and trade profitability that we were seeing earlier on. So the second question is, why are we not accessing a cost per trade? And as somebody told me this week, the key is that we can all access a cost per trade if we want to, because the data is there. And so the issues, why not, are really all organizational or human driven. The first of which is that 61% of the industry lacks access to the data that gives them the cost per trade analytics. So 38% of the industry say that they don't own the costs, and so they can't see across the organizational divides to see a holistic cost per trade. But the same number have just said, honestly, this is just too complicated. It's too hard in our organization. And what's really striking is that even CEOs, regional and local CEOs predominantly, complain about that same problem, don't own the costs, can't get to the data. So organizational silos are clearly one problem, and that sits alongside technical silos. 48% of systems in our survey are run on a regional or country basis, with only about 52% of systems being run on a global basis in the front office, middle office, and back office. Now, what that means is basically about half of the information of our cost per trade is sitting in a factionalized infrastructure, either regionally or sitting in country silos. About 26% of systems are run on a country basis, 23% in the front, 29% in the back. And that, for me, is a really, really key statistic because it means that even if you can get over the organizational challenges of of owning the cost and actually getting the, the sponsorship to drive visibility on costs, The physical access to that information, given local regulation, given technical challenges, can be very substantial and can really impede the full tracking of a cost per trade. But I think the third issue is the real driver here, which is allocated costs. Pretty much everyone I've spoken to echoes this point that allocated costs are the thing that really, really throw off the accuracy of a cost per trade analytic. It's one thing to track what you are build for. It's another thing entirely to be able to amalgamate all of the costs that you're actually running every day into a single volumetric based on flow. And that's particularly striking when you think that 42% of costs across the industry are allocated. So that means if you're only tracking what you're directly billed for and what runs through your cost centre, you're only seeing three-fifths of the overall picture. Now, the big distortions on that are things like capital and treasury costs, which are absolutely top of the list for banks especially, but also in an era of liquidity charging and fees, It's bound to trickle through the industry soon into brokerages and into fund managers as well. Cost of risk, operational liquidity, counterparty risk is also a major driver, as are the costs of compliance and other functions in the organisation. And if you exclude those, you do so really at your peril, in as much as the decisions that you're going to make are only three-fifths accurate. So really, that 42% of costs across uh, the trade that are allocated, if you ignore them, you have to wonder how effective the decisions are that you're making off the back of that. And so what does that mean for us in terms of consequences? We're saying that cost per trade is really important both for internal metrics, but also as a growth enabler. 70% of the market get that, 30% of the market isn't seeing a cost per trade analytic for reasons of people challenges, organisational challenges, system challenges, and allocated costs. Now, where that leaves us is that about 50% of our industry is only tracking about 30% of the total cost of trade. Most of us are tracking a staffing cost, IT system costs, sure, you know, regulatory development, exchange fees, custodian fees, liquidity impact. Most or 50% of the industry is tracking those. But less than 40% of the industry, in some cases less than 20% of the industry, is tracking capital and treasury costs, core function costs. Buy in costs, out of pocket expenses, and even premises uh, seem to be tracked by about less than 25% of the industry. Now, that's really worrying because obviously everyone has different preferences, different methodologies around how they track a cost per trade. But the key point is that the cost per trade is an enabler to decision making. And if you're only seeing 29% or 30% of the overall picture when you're making a decision, there has to be a very strong risk factor on the effectiveness of that decision. If you're ignoring your capital costs or if you're ignoring your buy-in costs or if you're ignoring your premises costs, then obviously that can have a massively distorting effect on the impact of the decision that you're taking. And that problem of what we're overlooking versus what we're not only accentuates when you overlay the likely growth of costs over the next five years. So by tracking staff, liquidity impact, IT systems, regulatory development, exchange fees and custodian fees, half the industry is tracking about 51% of growth that we're expecting to see over the next five years. But we're overlooking some very substantial high growth areas. Buy-in costs probably lead the pack because of CSDR and the short-term impact that that's going to have in terms of settlement penalties across the overall trade cycle. But they're not alone out-of-pocket expenses are expected to rise by about three percent over the next five years capital treasury costs are expected to rise by about two percent as our core functions and there are many areas where we're expecting to see substantial growth across the industry but again if we're only tracking half the picture or a third of the picture we're going to miss out on those costs and so that really for me is one of the absolute key foundations of why tracking a cost per trade is important It's in order to be able to facilitate the right kind of decision making, drive the right kind of behavior and make the right investments in order to actually really fuel our growth over the next few years. If we get this wrong, we're looking at being in regulatory problems because of the whole spirit of MIFID and product distribution, which is about making sure that the best outcome for investors is guaranteed. But we're also looking at misrepresenting our cost base, and as a result, misrepresenting profitability, paying people for the wrong behaviours, and really driving us in the wrong direction. Now, that's especially important when you think how brokerages are under an existential threat right now in terms of the, the business model having been blown apart in the last few years because of MIFID, because of lots of other regulations. But also, if you look at the fund management industry, which is under intense cost pressure at the moment. All of us need to be tracking our our information very precisely. And the statistics from the study so far show that we are tracking the easy stuff quite precisely, but the difficult stuff, half of us aren't tracking that, which is a very substantial challenge. And so then let's look at what decisions we are taking off the back of that and what people are doing to improve their cost per trade. Now, the first point is who people are turning to for help. And I think it's particularly interesting that software and technology companies, who you'd have thought would be the backbone to a solution in this space, because ultimately this is a data and a measurability problem, come fourth out of four in terms of prioritized partners. At the top of the list, ICSDs score 3.1 out of five in terms of the strength of their value as a strategic partner to people looking to address their cost per trade predominantly because of the fact that they have such a strong view across the post-trade and liquidity landscape that they can string together more data than, than many other organizations. But DLT providers come second, which means that more people are turning to DLT providers for an answer on how to track their cost per trade than they are turning to banks and to other financial technology firms. And as somebody said to me recently, that's probably because Ultimately, DLT can be the answer to this because it gives you the visibility at all levels of pre- and post-trade infrastructure. But it's fascinating that banks and software technology firms are third and fourth in the list behind ultimately what is still quite a new and to a degree an untested technology. Now, in terms of the solutions they're looking to put in place to manage their cost per trade, obviously the solutions vary by segment. On the buy side, people are looking to achieve substantial savings through renegotiating and or outsourcing. Those who have outsourced look set to continue to outsource more functions. Those who haven't outsourced look set to press harder on their existing partners, but also to explore DLT and other new technologies more aggressively than their peers who have outsourced. But interestingly, third in the list behind renegotiation and BPO outsourcing is insourcing. Now, this is consistent across buy-side, broker-dealers, and banks. And so this this idea that actually you can control your costs more effectively by bringing them in-house is really, really interesting. Um, Possibly to be used alongside new technologies, but it certainly says that there's a lack of faith in the industry in terms of other people being able to actually impact people's costs. In an era of such intense cost pressure, the only people that you can potentially rely on to manage your costs are yourselves that changes round when you look across broker dealers and banks where clearing outsourcing is very very much the number 1 option and in the broker dealer space it sits as number one alongside participating in utilities um, and DLT initiatives. For brokers, ultimately, that means basically outsource as fast as you possibly can, everything to do with your balance sheet, and gain operational efficiencies when possible. But similarly to the buy side, working in a utility framework or on DLT is a very, very appealing option for those that haven't outsourced. On the banking side, similar story to a degree, but renegotiation is a solid third. And the last point is that IT outsourcing seems to be a top five option for everyone. So rather than necessarily outsourcing the entire function, step one is outsource systems, outsource the technology, keep the people in order to deliver first step visibility and obviously cost effectiveness. But there's a serious question, really, in terms of how much we can make from all of this. By working with ICSDs and DLT partners, banks expect to make about a 5% cost saving over the next three years. Broker-dealers are significantly more bearish, aiming only really to make a saving of about 2 to 5%. Whereas the buy side expect to save up to 10% on their cost base per trade through essentially through renegotiating and through doing more outsourcing and working with DLT providers. Interestingly, those who haven't outsourced are expecting to see a bigger return on their investments, i.e., bigger savings, uh, somewhere in the region of 7% to 10%. Whereas those who have outsourced um, possibly because they've been down this path already and they, can, they know more about how their costs work, are expecting to see only about a 2 to 5% saving. So there's some pretty wide variance in terms of who's expecting to see what savings from brokers and those who have outsourced and equally those in Europe and APAC who are all in the 2% zone, all the way up to the buy side, North American professionals and those who have outsourced all somewhere in the 8 to 10% zone. So there's a fascinating variance really here. But as I said, one of the key things is that this all relies on data that is incomplete. And as a result, projections, decisions that are being made have to carry a very, very substantial risk factor. And so when you come to wrap up, that's one of the key three conclusions that we have to take away from the statistics of this survey so far. First conclusion, cost per trade aren't being used as an engine for growth that people want them to be. 71% 71% do consider their cost per trade to be important, but 30% aren't getting that visibility, particularly when you move out of the front office into the back office. Key obstacles that are blocking that visibility, systems architecture, organizational architecture, and allocated costs, giving it up to about a 40% swing factor in terms of how much cost people are seeing today. But realistically, when we look at the effectiveness of the decisions that we're making, of the industry is still only tracking 29% of the total cost of a trade, which means that the investment decisions that we're making in clearing outsourcing, in DLT projects, or the financial projections that we're making in terms of whether we expect to save 2% or 10% have to carry a substantial risk factor. It's not that they're necessarily the wrong decisions, but it means that the decisions are not based on anything more than half-complete data and as a result, have to be seen to be a little bit of a stab in the dark. So those are the key conclusions of the survey so far, and these are based purely on the statistical outcomes of the survey that we ran. Now at the moment, we're busy making sure that we can add to that some qualitative views. There are many people who we hope are going to disagree strongly with our results and provide us with many valuable insights around why we're wrong, what we've missed, and that is what is going to make our end white paper report on the great cost per trade so rich when we publish it in May. Let's talk. We have an enormous amount of data sitting in our database. We're ready to have a conversation with you in order to be able to drill into specific industry segments, what specific job profiles or geographies are really interested in. We really, really hope that we can add some really valuable insights and then bring together an industry wide conversation that can help us to take away that risk weighting on the decisions we're making today, to improve our efficacy, and to really turn the cost per trade into a valuable, reliable metric that actually drives profitable growth for the industry across the next few years. And so we're really looking forward to speaking with you. We will be back with more insights from specialists on the Grey Cost per Trade as the campaign continues and as we get these great qualitative insights from you. But do reach out. Thank you, and we'll speak soon.